You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio, podcast number 533 for Monday, December 15th, 2015. Tonight brought to you by MotoringBadges.com, CravenSpeed.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's OutMotoring.com. Everybody, it's DB in Arizona bringing you a brand new, brand new episode of the World Famous White Roof Radio, joining you live via the intertubes. Uh, if you missed it, you can go back and watch if you want on the YouTube channel, White Roof Radio, YouTube channel. But we're here talking about Mini Coopers for you on a Monday night because that's what we like to do. Uh, we've got a full crew for us this evening. Starting off, of course, my good friend Todd Pearson from uh, MotorBadges.com, Lenox, Kansas. Todd, say hi. Hello. He's got the whole Steve Jobs thing going on. Um, <laughs> and uh, Nathaniel's joining us tonight from uh, Salzmoto, Bimmerfile, Scooterfile.com. Nathaniel, hello. Hey, guys. Chief Mechanic, the Reverend Chad Miller, Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. Hello, He's doing a thing that you need to be able to see to see. And then the new guy, Alex, is with us, too. Great. Awesome. Okay, so, hey, how are we doing tonight? <laughs> Everybody gets to see what Alex looks like. Alex has not been on a live show before. <clears throat> He has hey, less hair than I thought. Alex, I just need lower third. The show title final. Yeah. Nice. yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is Alex Seabon. Everybody, Alex, Alex, everybody. Uh, we're here talking about Mini Coopers for you on a Monday night like we like to do, fellas. Yes. Hi. Yes, we are here. And um, it's going to be the JCW week, isn't it? Uh, it's definitely yeah. looking like it is going to be the JCW show this evening. Uh, but we're talking about Mini Cooper stuff for you on a Monday night. That's what we like to do. And I had like a whole like a lot of things I want to talk about, and I have now since forgotten what all of them are. Uh, I I would bet some of them have to do with minis. Yeah, and I don't remember. You got an oil we change? Th- I got an oil change. Yeah, that wasn't it? No, okay. That wasn't it? Cause it's boring. All right, oil change. Who cares? And all right, cool. It was a good show. <laughs> good show, everybody. All right, all right thanks for everybody coming. Good night. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. No, what was it? Oh, crap. I can't remember. That just drives me. It's like stuff I've seen on the internet about minis this week, and it was just like crazy stuff that I wanted to like just kind of talk to you guys about really quick. What was it? Oh. Like it's the dyers. Damn it. That's not important. Not important at all. We do have news tonight from motoringfile.com. I think we might have a – I don't know if we have an Ask Chad question. I'll have to check on that. I think we do. So one got sent in via the White Roof Radio Facebook page. Chad, I believe I sent that to you earlier this week. Got it. Perfect. Um, we're going to do all that here in just a minute before we do. Let's get started. Let's talk about a little bit of one of our sponsors here underneath the white roof. Tonight, let's start off with our friends over at OutMotoring.com. I can tell, you guys, I can tell when you don't listen for a while. You know how I know you don't listen for a while? You send me an email and you say, hey, DB, what's the OutMotoring discount code? <laughs> Robert Gold, I'm talking to you. <clears throat> He's our friend in Canada. He bought a pacement, by the way. Robert Gold bought nice. a pacement. And so he's the one. So he's, he's the one. one. <laughs> yeah, he sent me an email. Say, hey, DB, what's the what, what's the outmotoring? Yeah, he's the one that bought. But and he's in Canada, so it doesn't even count down here. Um, but he sends me an email. and says, hey, DB, where's the, what's the outmotoring discount code this month? And I go, dude, you man, totally just outed yourself that you don't listen to the show because everybody else knows that to get the the cool hotness of an outmotoring discount over to outmotoring.com and fill out the form to get the email newsletter once a month, then you get your own. Discount code, super cool, super groovy, super bitchin', super helpful, especially this crazy and nutty time of year. We 
week call. Uh, you need to click over to outmoding.com. Does not matter which mini you or your mini loved one has, there is something for you over there at outmoding.com. Uh, car care products, interior, cool interior parts, cool exterior parts, go fast bits, uh, tools, all the uh, all the swag that we like, the hats, the shirts, the shoes, the watches, all of that available outmotoring.com uh, open 24 hours seven days a week because it's an internet website right and you still have time uh this show's going up on the 15th you still have time to order before christmas but you're gonna have to really you know get on it um but all the stuff's over there go over there and check it out it's really really cool stuff that's over at outmotoring.com mini performance speed and side mirror caps gen 3 bang that's uh, outmotoring.com Okay, that's what it says right here. Boom. Uh, they say, it looks like they say bang, boom, and, and pop on them or something. Right? Yeah, they say vroom on them. But really cool. You should check them cool out. Cool Anyway, let's, it is a kind of a cool mirror cap. It's kind I of like, cartoonish, you know? It is. It's really kind of cartoonish. I should show you. I, I'll, uh, maybe I'll take make that for this week's show notes just because that's kind of neat. Maybe. Uh, but that's, yeah. I'm I've seen them in person. I'm, out, I've seen them in person. I don't lie. I'm not a fan. But, yeah, that's because you're kind of a snob about it. Let's be honest. I'm a fan of good design. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think it's, it's I think it's fun. It's got that geeky feel to it. Yeah. Tonight, the part of Gabe will be played by Todd. Yes. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and did I tell you how much I hate that damn S on the grill? <laughs> no, we are not talking about the S on the grill, are we? I'm being gay. No, we're going to talk about the JCW on the grill, I'm that's for gay. sure. Yeah, which is good. Uh, that is a strong... All over the place. That is, that is one of my points, too. That is a plus. Oh, I know. So, uh, I remember what it was. There was a comment over at White Refrain Facebook page. So, dealers are... We talked about this last week, but it's actually been confirmed because we have photographs now, where dealers are actually selling F-55s. There, people are like driving them off the lots. Oh, I we told you that anybody that. Who- we talked about that last week, but we yeah. actually it's been confirmed because there's been a messages. We've got messages we over can- the White Refrain Facebook page about it. We confirmed it the second I said it, <laughs> dude. I confirmed it long before that. But yes, we've got. So have, uh, have any of you guys seen one in the flesh yet? I've been in yeah. it. Yes, I have not. Oh, Todd sat in one, and he didn't really. He thought it was a little small well. in the back. Oh, I know what the other thing was. There were really all quick, over the place in, uh, in Paris. And before, Paris, and before you guys get crazy, I just want to do a quick shout-out to our friend Crazy Susan in uh, Pennsylvania. She turned Mini over Cooper, serious miles. CVT, 160,000 miles. Mazel wow. tov. Yeah, I've, the, I've come seen that. Yeah. On the original CVT, and we say if it's gone On the that original far, CVT. I bet it'll go 300,000. What? what the hell is that? <laughs> well, apparently spaces aren't required. <laughs> Who's dialing France? I'm trying to log back into the chat. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and he did the okay. audio thing. <laughs> oh, my All gosh. Right. So that, that was my two Mini Cooper things that I wanted to mention uh, that I just remembered. So 160,000 miles on a CVT. On the original CVT, too. So On the original CVT. <clears throat> That's pretty Never impressive. been replaced. So that's impressive. It's it's, she, it's impressive, or it's like driving around a time bomb. I don't know which. <laughs> oh my god! I think it's going to be fine. One I, with, I have seen one with more miles. I saw one. I think I saw it's one with like 180 or 190 at that failed at the shop. I don't remember. I don't remember if it was 180 or 190, but I did see one in Arizona. I'd say at this um, point, if it fails, it's not a bad. It's just like it's just nature, right? Yeah. It, it's, just let it go. It's made yeah, it this far. Like, How many people get 160,000 miles out of? Any normal transmission out yeah. of a normal transmission yeah. or a car in general, um, right? Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Although in today's day, not and age, many. You know, cars are going a lot longer, but hey, not CVTs. Yeah, 
Especially not, not the especially not the ones in the what was the car that had all of them the ro- the Nissan Rogue Nissan Altima Nissan had they used the one CVT in all their cars I think our, and our buddy Agro re- didn't in, they have to replace all of them in Vegas yeah there are pieces of them all over the roads all over America <laughs> I believe yeah. Agro is on his third transmission in his Nissan and the the last one just went out like a couple of weeks ago or a month ago or so on his way back from LA. I would just I would just sell it to say bye and I would get something else. <laughs> But yeah. Uh, let's do some news from motoringfile.com. What do you say? Boom. And, well, we should just, why don't we just go and just start right off with it? Uh, and that's the, uh, the, you know, JCW leaks. Done and done. Somebody jumped the gun. And so when that happens, uh, Motoring File takes advantage, of course. We point the fingers releases. at Australia, right? Australians, uh, yeah. yeah. It was it was one of the Australian sites that that broke the um, the embargo. Um, so now we've got the uh, we've got the the pictures, we've got the specifications. Well, and then not only we that, have, a, we have all the things. Forty eight hours later, Mini released an official press release because hey, the cat's out of the bag. They might as well you know put an official release out, which they did today, which will be Wednesday. Last week, yes, last week that many um, let out the information and clarified uh, a couple of things. Basically, verified everything that that we saw that was leaked. Um, so it was yep. posted over on Motoring File. The only new additional thing I think we noticed was that if you get the heads-up display, um, it's got some JCW specific items in it. One of them is like a track timer, <laughs> I think, oil pressure, and um, maybe engine temperature. It, it was two so or three they're small giving things. the heads-up display reason for being basically. Yeah, well, oh, on, no, I, no, no, no. Hey, we love the heads-up display if you've got yeah. nav. If you've got nav, and that's the only way to get it. Yeah, if you got if you've got nav and you don't wear sunglasses when you drive, <laughs> you um, keep turning your head. Yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> that's that is annoying. Maybe like a, a dog bit. listening to an answer machine. Maybe a little bit, but yeah, the big. It's like, that, let's get to the big news about the JCW, and I think the biggest news. Of the whole thing is 228 horsepower, 2.0 liter four-cylinder engine with uh, 236 foot-pound of torque, zero At, to sixty. Wait, zero wait, to 60. don't even go there. 200, uh, 236 foot-pounds of torque. At what RPM? Starts out at um, 1200, like right, 1200 RPMs. Yeah, something like that. I like mean, the RPM. The torque curve then is awesome. a is a pancake. So you've got. Like yeah. it's like an electric car amount of torque, basically. Now, now check this out, though. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. They are publishing the zero to sixty time at five point nine seconds, and, and then in parentheses, that's for the six point one seconds with the manual. And guess what? Guess what? This is something that nobody. This car is faster with an automatic. And you know what? It's not faster than a Toyota Scion XP a 2006 oh, a 2006 <laughs> GP it is no faster than my GP which is almost 10 years old and that right. is that it's is kind of sad that I is a specification from Mini when when Mini released it in 2006 go check the web it's everywhere you can find it 0 to 60 time for the JCW GP is 5.9 seconds and there are well, many that people comes down to one thing and that's weight I think it yeah. does I think yeah. that my GP really? is probably about what 400 pounds lighter than this car um, yeah. maybe three or more maybe three three or four hundred pounds lighter than the the new JCW, which is crazy. And in reality, when you compare it, it's got 218 horsepower versus two, 
what, uh, 228? So 10 more horses yeah, for the weight. But, but you the know what? Torque th- should th- take care of it. This is the fastest, but this is the fastest me because I don't remember what the top speed was of your GP or the GP2. 145. But I don't think it was 153 miles an hour. Yeah, at the, the max speed, and it's electronically limited to 145. It's you can take right. that off. So this one's this one's got a top speed of 153. It's not faster though. It'll go more it's miles a little per faster. hour. It's a little faster. <laughs> it's a little faster. Well, top speed faster, but top not speed faster. Yeah. Not get too faster, faster. Uh-huh. And I think that mm-hmm. that that same discussion about the the GP2 when it came out that it was faster, 20 seconds faster around the ring. That all had to do with brakes and tires. And uh, aero. And yeah, this tires. car and the aero kit. Yeah, and this yeah. car is not going to have anything to do with that. Um, you know, the tires anyway. It's got the brakes, which is good. And I think it's going to be handling. I think it's definitely, you know, on the ring, sure, it's faster than uh, a stock uh, 2006 JCW. But um, I don't know about you guys. I was slightly disappointed that it wasn't a little bit faster from 0 to 60. Now, that being said, Mini's never been about I don't know. I think... I think 5.9 seconds, 0 to 60, is pretty goddamn fast. It's pretty... It is. I do it, I do it every day, you know? <laughs> stoplight. I, I can speak from and experience, I, and I think, and I think to get faster than six seconds uh, from zero to sixty requires a whole lot more than two hundred horsepower in a almost three thousand pound car, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, it, it combines a lot of things. With I mean, it, if you well, consider if you consider all the extra weight that this car has over the GP, first of all, and it's got to be a lot more than four hundred pounds. I bet you this car outweighs your car by probably five or six. I don't we know. need numbers. We'll go, but we'll go find it. Because your car doesn't here. have a backseat, doesn't have all the other things. And this car's got all the new can crash into people's safety gear and it's got back seats and everything else. And they can still get it to go zero to sixty in six seconds. Eh, I don't know. I'm not gonna like go Puh. Well and <laughs> I think that's pretty big it's pretty badass. We got information from Gabe today that this JCW is actually a hundred pounds heavier than the standard F fifty six because See, of and there's that. suspension components and whatnot. So it's right. it's heavier still than the generation. And and the point that he was making, it's too bad he can't be here to make it himself. But um, the the point that he was making in his in his email from our notes for earlier was just that um, one thing that this car definitely has going for it is that it's the most sort of complete package car that JCW has ever put together. It's the most BMW M like. Right. In, the, in the sense of the components being chosen to work right. together and being so much more performance-oriented and so much more of a package. But what it isn't is uh, more of a kind of ground-up different car in the way that a BMW M car will be. So they, didn't, they, they couldn't go after the weight savings and some of the things that they would have done uh, with, for example, a BMW M car. But then the trade-off is that this car will probably not be really much more expensive, if any more expensive, comparatively to like the standard upcharge for JCW that we've seen in previous generations. So now that we'll is get all plus. that performance and all that packaging, but we won't pay a significant price premium for it. Yeah. So I, I have a, a question about it. So what do you guys what do you guys think of the fact that they were they were that Mini did not go all the way, you know, uh, like BMW M for this car because when you look at the price of the JCW, it's gonna be in the thirty something, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you. I'll tell you why right now. So just okay. They don't go full M on the they don't go full M on the JCW because um, they look <laughs> at um, who what's that stupid thing that they paid you a dollar to take that quiz? JD Power. Yeah, JD Power. Mm-hmm. That's why they don't go full M. 
is because of JD Power. Well, it's well, already. They, they they have, do you think they ever will? Yeah, Here's on this no, card. I mean, I, I mean, no. I mean, go, Alex. Isn't the, isn't the purpose of uh, of the JCW to reach like a certain audience within within the mini demographic, an audience that is willing to pay more money to have a? Here, a here's the problem. Like, is they have their statistics and they say this is the maximum amount of money we think people are going to pay as a base price, and they can't exceed that. That's what keeps them from going to the next mm-hmm. level. The difference between a three series, let's say a three thirty five, and an M three is massive. It's not $3,000. It's much more than that. No. Whereas we're talking... Yeah, yeah, it is. We're talking the difference between... The difference between a Cooper S, just a standard Cooper S, and then a, a JCW is going to be only about $3,000, $3,000, okay? So it's a yeah. much smaller gap, and so therefore it doesn't allow them to take it to that M level, if you will. Uh, to well, go. And Mini doesn't have the money to spend to take it there from an R&D standpoint anyway. Right. Okay, so that's another point. Right. I don't think they could make an, a true like M-Car Mini for mass production if they wanted to. I, I just don't think they have the <laughs> margins. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah, but do you, do you think that they need to? I mean, do you think that no. Mini no. wants to make an M version of the car or needs to make an M version of the car? I mean, I don't know. They want, there's so many... They want to do like that. BMW wants to have like a cross across the entire brand and wants to be the same. I mean, I mean now they're bringing BMW people to Mini, right? I mean, all well, the Mini yeah, staff, I mean, it, it, staff is basically BMW staff. I mean, it's just I, one thing. But I think I think they do that to keep people interested in their jobs, to keep people working harder. <laughs> because I think everybody kind of gets uh, bored with what you're doing and they want to try something different. And that in itself is a, is a smart idea. Yeah, but. Do do you think that they want to make a M Mini in in general? Do we, you think I, it needs I, to be I, done? I think it's enthusiasts that want them to do that. Um, I think that, like I said, the price point is what gets a little bit prohibitive. And we saw even the uh, the Roadster, for example, that was equipped, you know, the motoring file Roadster a year ago. What did we say, DB? That was like forty six and change. Six, I think, was the was the sticker on that car. Yeah, yeah correct. It was, it was yeah. pretty close to fifty thousand dollars. Okay, which is ridiculous. Right. I have uh, seen in my uh, ten plus years of working with minis, maybe two or three that have you know left the dealer in excess of that price of like forty to forty five grand. Well, there was the um, what, what was that one special edition with the crazy double paint green. The WC50. Uh, the WC50. That car was expensive, but it was super limited edition. Wasn't it, it was. forty? It was priced. But it wasn't. 40. It wasn't that crazy expensive though. Uh, yeah, it was like. It, it I think was it was forty. 40. I think it was forty-one. Well, there was there was always the the mini Goodwood, which was fifty-five. And yeah, I mean was, that car was and that, ridiculous. Well, and it, that didn't. Sell. And it didn't have any extra horsepower. No, but per se, but it had know. that really nice lambskin carpet. Well, that's so. Those are the things. Basically, we're we're basically you know uh, um, answering the question through. Yeah, the WC50 sold out, but there was only like 80 of those, okay? One of the most limited minis they ever did. Uh, right. the, mm-hmm. the Goodwood did not sell well at all. Though They had to end up cutting the price like twelve grand on that car to move the rest of them. They were down to around yep. 41, 42,000 yeah. uh, by the time they sold the very last of them. Uh, I think there is a price point at which minis become too expensive that very, very, very few people will buy them. And then the R&D that goes into it is completely wasted um, right. because you're exactly. targeting you're targeting so few cars sold 
It doesn't make any sense. Now, if they want to do a special edition like the GP, which they know they're going to lose money on, hey, go for it. But yeah. it's not going to be a production off the, you know, anybody can order one of these. It's part of the regular lineup. Um, I think for what you said, you know, for the M level, that's going to be exclusive to a special edition like the GP every, what, five to seven years or however long. Yeah, right. and, and, and Michael in the, in, in the chat also makes a good point is that M is a, is an aspirational brand. I mean, almost a brand in itself, almost like a, a right. separate brand in itself, yeah. why JCW is just to support your media. So that's a very well, good point well, for Michael. But if but you remember from... We think, go ahead. Uh, so sorry. So when we think about the uh, some of the models that might come out in the future, uh, like the Superleggera, that car is going to be more expensive than the JCW. Especially if sure. it's all electric. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. You get a lot more for your money. I think getting a JCW and Superleggera, except for for the fact that the car is really uh, beautiful. But it's just, it's just that Mini will will get at this point where they will cross like a price point that is. Way above what we currently have in the in the range and what we're going to have of the JCW. Yeah. Well, I think it comes down very simply to the fact that if if many thought that there was uh, enough brand cachet and there were enough um, real customers out there for a more M-like JCW car, then they would build one. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the business case isn't there, especially because, like Todd's saying, there is that cap where the market looks at the price of a Mini, no matter what its specifications are and are like, no, I'm not paying that for a Mini Cooper. I don't care how fast it is. And then for every 10 guys in the comments on Motoring File who would would say what they have their aspiration for JCW to be, maybe one of those guys might actually pony up and buy one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So and, and this is true. And Todd made a very good point there, yes. Yeah, I I don't know. I think let's talk about let's let's move down the road a little bit here. Talk about what's not yeah. going to be on this car, and this is what we've been saying for weeks: is nowhere right. in the specifications did we see this most incredibly awesome exhaust system exhaust. that we got to drive and uh, and review back in August. That's not going to be part yeah. of this. That's going to be aftermarket. And neither is the new and neither is the new JCW suspension. And right, neither is the adjustable suspension. This says Correct. and in the mini press release that came out today said it comes with a sport suspension that's of course specially tuned for this. Um, so those are two things that I think are missing. Now, they can't be added for an expense, I'm sure. Um, what yep. this is going to have that uh, everything else is it's going to have bigger brakes specially developed by Brembo. Um, I'm assuming they're going to be real similar to what was on the GP2. Um, it's going right. to have... Now, this wasn't listed in the mini press release. Was it uh, about the bigger turbo? Uh, because No, it didn't say anything in no. the press release about a bigger turbo. It didn't say anything there necessarily, but it did in the leaked information. So that's still kind of up in the air, I think, whether it's it's going to be a larger turbo, if that's where they're getting, or if they're just tweaking the one that's there. Um uh, what else did it say that uh, that this was going to have? Oh, all, these awesome seats! I think those seats are incredible. Those seats look amazing. And yeah, do. I don't like the red on the on the, the. There's too much red on the on the seats. It does say that, and it, it, you can get them in the out, in the uh, Dynamica, the leather Dynamica, and I think you can do without the red if you do that. Okay. My question is: Is that going to be a standard option? Because a lot of these things we see in the pictures are not going to be standard options on this car, but if you read between the lines in the press release, they are optional, <laughs> um, additional, if you will, items. Right. Like, it's going to come with LED so, headlights, but there's no fog lights on this car because it's got air ducts. It's trying to get more air to the engine, which I think is a good idea, but there's no fogs. 
But so 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 what are you saying? Like those seats are not standard, or just uh, that's just what I'm wondering. Um, I hope those seats are standard for this, uh, like uh, yeah. much like the GP, and it looks like they are from what I can tell from the press release. Those seats look okay. awesome. Everything they look else like Recaro's. Everything else looks like race car seats. They do, and they're not heated though. You have to pay extra for heated. <laughs> it's it, fine because the heated seats don't work. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what? We I'm gonna. A, we talked about that a few months ago. But we're gonna we're gonna do. You know, you know it's just not, it's not just a mini thing because I was uh, when I was in Paris two weeks ago. I was driving my dad's car, mm-hmm. and I think it's a uh, it's it's a new it's a thing with new cars. Like they just like it is because there's a lot of lawsuits. The, the temperature of all those seats. Yeah. Everything from Fords to BMWs. Um, there's uh, class auction lawsuits going on for older seats. People getting burned. People who maybe don't have oh a lot of feeling in the nether. Regions are leaving the seat heats on seat heaters on too long, and they were getting burned. And it was actually melting leather in some cars. There were some serious problems. So I think instead of figuring out how to put a damn thermostat on the seats, all car companies just turned them down so far that they're not really warm. That being said, I will say that the F56, I think it's relative to outdoor temperature because below freezing, uh, the ones in our car here uh, feel much warmer. They actually. Oh, really? I'm back to recommending them now because, and this is a question we tried to get out of many uh, back in August. Remember, we asked the guys specifically, is this relative to outside temperature? Like, we were trying right. to use them, and it was what? There were some days where it was 50 degrees, 55 degrees. Yeah, but we couldn't get any heat right. out of the We still couldn't right. get any heat out of the seats. We, so. we couldn't get to feel them. And I was the same way when the car was, uh, you know, back in late oh. summer, early fall, when you had some of those nice, cool mornings where it was, you know, like 45, 50 degrees. Well, when it's right. below freezing, they turn on and you can feel it, and I'm like, wow. I wonder if it's relative to exterior temperature, like it turns on a little bit more, or is it just the sensation of now they're getting to the same temperature, but you can feel the difference. I still, I, I've yet to take my infrared thermometer to them and see how warm they're getting, even in the cold. But I will do that and let people know. So I'm back to recommending the heated seats. Sorry, people, to keep you guessing there. Oh. And the alternative for anybody who doesn't have the heated seats is you can go to upholstery shops and they'll put them in for you. Yes, yeah, you can. Um, no, that's true. And, it, and there'll be a little bit more generic units. Like, we've got that in our truck. Uh, they were uh, installed via the dealer, but it was actually a third-party group that put them in. And they're great. They're nice and toasty. Did you pull them up out of, J- out of the J.C. Whitney catalog? <laughs> yeah, probably. Because <laughs> that, that would be there. option number three, of course. Would be to pull open the J.C. Whitney catalog, and you could probably find some kind of heated seat solution there. Right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, heated seats aren't going to be um, a part of that, but they will be an option on those awesome-looking Recaro-like JCW seats. They're going to be in this car. Um, Just a good-looking. I'm trying to pull up the other things here. What you notice? Uh, like I said, there's no fog lights on this car. I noticed that, but then in the mini press release that came out today, said those are air ducts giving more air to the you know much needed air, as it said, and I quote, to the engine bay mm-hmm. uh, for mm-hmm. the additional horsepower. So that was kind of <laughs> interesting. Um, the heads up display when the car is equipped with that, I don't think it's standard. We'll have some specific features for the JCW track like features, engine temperature features. Um, the gauges. Uh, which, that sounds like really good stuff to have because I know I know with the last rev of the R56, a lot of those guys are actually taking the, the S cars out to the track. Yeah, out yeah, here in absolutely. Arizona, they are anyway, like on a regular basis. Absolutely, the gauge faces will be different in the JCW even than they are in the in the regular F56, which you get a little bit of a glimpse in a couple of the press pictures there with JCW logos on them. They look and really I think, cool. I, I think it looks 
And I think it looks really nice. Yeah. It it looks really good. Um, as far as the Aero Kit goes, it's pretty much what we saw with the JCW Aero Kit a couple months okay. ago. Uh, uh, there's one thing I didn't understand. Some people make comments about the fact that they uh, uh, rearranged the front fascia in some ways. I didn't see that. Am I missing something? It, no, might, be the vents, it might be the vents instead of vents being there instead of fog lights. Yeah, that's the only so thing I, I saw can those see comments too, Ox, and there are people talk, trying to say that like, the, the underbite isn't there anymore or something. And I don't, it's identical yeah. to the JCW. It's right okay. there. It's exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. I, okay. Yep, uh, so I tried to find this car needs This car needs more low, and it needs that kick-ass wing from the uh, challenge car. Done. It, it does, mean, and what about it's got a little bit wider and the track. exhaust and the how, and the exhaust. How about though. those little extra lips that they put on the uh, on the uh, arches? The concept. You see, no, they're on this car too. They're just a little bit yeah. of an extra lip on the uh, on the fender arches, and you can right. kind of barely. Yeah, see Yeah, I see them. what you're talking about. Thank you, Japan. Yeah. <laughs> well, it says it says specifically in the in the release that they're there because the car's got a slightly wider track, even still. Um, I, I think I think what they're doing is they're anticipating uh, the kids putting this car on bags. And they want to be able to tuck it in. They want to get a nice bit of tuck in there, and so they flare those out just so, just so you can get a little bit more tuck. Yeah. Well. So, uh, Nathaniel, can you explain? The, can you uh, explain for the people who have not read Motoring File the comment about uh, Japan? Yeah. So apparently, one of the so there's a patchwork of regulations worldwide regulations that MINI has to live by. And, I mean, most famously, the European Union pedestrian impact standards. That's why, you know, the nose of the car has grown over the last two generations. Right, so it can successfully hit people. Exactly. It's more flat and not pointed. Less damage. Right. Because pedestrian impacts in Europe are are a much bigger deal than they are here in the States. Um, Because nobody in the States walks. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody's allowed to walk in Europe. Way to go. Europe. There's, uh, but yeah, there's a, a patchwork of regulations from around the world that that many has to uh, live up to. United States has, we have ours. There's the regulations in Europe, and then there's also, you know, in Asian markets there are regulations, and there's one from Japan that specifies a specific relationship between the uh, the fender arches and how far out they are relative to where the wheels are. And so because <laughs> this has a slightly wider track and slightly wide, wider wheels, they had to stretch the fenders a little bit to meet that regulation. And, uh, you know, but the result is it's a little bit more aggressive looking. It's kind of cool. It's like a little... Of uh, you know factory body kit that had to go on the car. I know but it was something we noticed. They could sell it in that market. It was something we noticed on the JCW concept in Detroit last January, almost a year ago. That car had this, and I had to actually go back and look at my pictures of that car to see the differences on what um, because that was a concept. I'm reusing that here, and this is very important to the history of Mini and what goes on when they release a concept. To hey, look, this is a concept car, and what really comes out. Okay, there's a couple things that were a, a little different here. One, the paint, of course, that was conceptual. The rear bumper is different, and people have pointed this out. They like the rear bumper on the concept better than they like it on this car, and I agree with them. I agree with that 100. No. percent So uh, I think somebody in one of the comments even. Showed the difference there. Yeah, Michael. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Now, I think that being said, we've seen some accessories. I think those rear diffusers, like we're in the last JCW accessory catalog for the uh, R56, and we're on the GP. That's going to be something mm-hmm. that'll be an accessory, and I would com- quickly replace the rear bumper fascia at the bottom 
with those diffusers, I think it's going to be a better look, and I think it'll easily pop in and out of there. So. so we haven't had a chance to go around. So what do you guys think of the car? Like after all this, like what do you guys think of the car? And also, what? How do you think the green is going to look like closer to what we've seen in the past? I'm going to say it's probably going to be close to what was on the WC50 because that was a widely popular. Uh, I think enthusiasts really like that color, and I think people at Mini really like that color. So I think it'll be a deep yeah. green like that. Well, and it's already yeah, formulated, so they might as well use it again. Right. Well, it's not really formulated because that was it was more of a process and it was a formula. Yeah. Because but... that car was painted three times. It was body in white, painted black, mm-hmm. then painted green. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I'm so, just saying they know how to do it. So. Yeah, they do know how to do it. So I mean, if they then they can charge a thousand dollars for oh, it. They're going to do it. So they'll they'll figure out a way. Yeah. To... <laughs> I'll go buy one. There I'll was three one. different thousand dollar paint jobs on minis in the last couple of years. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the only one worthwhile is that green. Honestly. Uh, it is. Yeah, I think so. I right. Agree. I think so. The other ones were they were okay, but that green was amazing. We saw that car at a Mini United. It was amazing. Um, It was like proper BRG. Oh yeah, it was like the Lotus BRG. It was like the old Jag BRG. It looked like British racing green. It It, was awesome. It didn't look metallic, and even though they say the new green is going to be metallic, I think it's going. That's what I think it's going to be a little. uh, closer to that yeah. so um as far as the car as a whole goes i'm very impressed i think they finally got the horsepower numbers up around where they should be to set it apart because uh, what yeah. do they say it's like a 38 or 39 percent difference from the standard cooper s that's a big leap um going from what 179 to to 228 um yeah that's a pretty big jump and makes the the economy you know the price if we're assuming we're just throwing out there you know three four grand that makes it seem more worthwhile. So um, I like the kit in the car. I like the, the seats, uh, some of the dials, the look. You get the aero kit, the bigger brakes. I think it's the value for it is going to be a lot. This is going to be the best value for a GP, or not a GP, a JCW that they've ever had, in my opinion. Hmm. Right. See, now me, I am totally digging. i got to show you guys this. That. Can you guys see that? The front end of this car? Is that what yeah, you're on my screen? I just think that that red thing. Yeah, that red is not bothering. Over. That is this whole front end is not bothering me any at all. You know what? Well, I'm right. telling, when you're when you're looking directly yeah. at it, but I'm gonna tell you, you why it does about three yeah. quarter or front side view. I mean, it it becomes different. That black lip steps sticks out way. The the black bumper sticks out way too far. But what makes that look good? And I'm convinced this is why all the press pictures show it is uh, it's shown with a euro plate on it. And that disguises that front bumper quite Yeah, it a does. Bit. That helps a lot. So look for yeah. very soon at the at the motoring badges and Todd's mods a decal that you can stick right in your car that's <laughs> customizable to look like a Europlate. Um, Gabe is trying Perfect. to get into Google Plus. I'm trying to get Gabe in right now. Give me a second. You guys, you guys keep talking amongst yourselves while I try to. So anyway, Alex, because it was funny, All right, you, you, you texted uh, me this morning that you you uh, think Chad, that Chad. you should buy this car right. and I should buy this car too. Yeah, so I mean, I'm. It's definitely in the in the in the list, uh, like on top of the list right now, uh, with uh, along with maybe the the Clubman or the the M2. Um, it's just that I'm really questioning like the 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 ex- the expense because like some like one key thing is missing, and I know it's it may be stupid in regards to all the stuff that come with the JCW is the the exhaust that we that we had a chance to test this uh, this summer, and like, does it make sense to drop another 2K to get the exhaust? 
and well, I could get a, here's, a regular Cooper S. Here's what my compromise the, for the that. exhaust and all the options that I want. It would be pretty much the same car. I don't know. Well, it depends on whether you want the exhaust to be loud when you want it, or do you want the the exhaust to be quiet all the time or loud all the time? And that's where the expense comes in to an exhaust like that, like having a having a butterfly that makes it open up in certain instances or you can actually turn it off so it can't come on. That is something that is really very particular about that exhaust. So that mm -hmm. is what makes it more expensive because you have the option of being cool when you want it to be but being really quiet when you want it to be and you know anywhere in between so here's, here's how you solve the problem in my opinion for that is i agree with you, what you said there chad is um skip the automatic transmission which i think is going to be brilliant and the car is going to be faster and in that price point uh put in the jcw exhaust and then you've got the best car there you go you have a well, uh, so you get, you get additional horsepower right with a well, and exhaust. that's what I'm wondering. Will that give you? Will that still give you an extra yeah. 15 horsepower? I don't know. Okay. Mm. Like it should. Uh, now, obviously, Alex, I think what you should do is get yourself a very nice, lovingly used 2006 Mini I can think of a very nice one that's for sale right now. There it is. You should just jump on it. And if you want to talk value for money, I mean, come on. You just need to think about Detroit for a while. I totally will. I just sold one. I'll, I'll come park it in your lot. You can... <laughs> 7500 bucks. Mm, you can do a little better. Yeah. <laughs> then there's my uh, my, my, <laughs> my fee. Yeah. <laughs> That's the hard part. Oh, okay. So, so Chad, uh, Chad and Nathaniel, what do you think of the car? The JCW? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I kind of agree with you as far as the, the red seat piping it's not way over the top but it might be a little more than i would prefer in the car um i do really kind of like the the uh the diamond pattern it, well which is actually much more square but i like the pleating in the seats i think that's nice the whole thing is alcantara i mean that's gonna hold you in place really nicely um you know, it's it, a lot of it's meant to be seen, but I, I I'm still having problems like I know some other people are with the whole front end of the car. Uh, I really <laughs> am, and I know why it's supposed to be there, and I know how to break it up, and I do uh, see the advantages of it. And obviously, we don't want to kill people, so I mean, hmm. you know, it's great, but um, there is some styling that I just I can't get past. And I'm even a guy that's like, man, I really need to buy one of these cars. I've come to purely, I've just, I, purely I, for the fact is it, it's a business decision, you know. I've just stopped looking at the cars from the front. <laughs> and and, that, and yeah. there is that aspect of it. The, the F56 but, looks great from the side. It really does. It looks like a mini, every bit a mini. But when you get too far into the front bumper and you start studying it too much, it's just like, no, just don't look at that part. <laughs> it, it it does. And it, the one thing that I see. Every single time I look at any of the cars, it doesn't matter what model, what make, it's the new F56 car. It just says, hi, I have, you know, the, the eyelashes on my, my car. This is great. And I don't I'm know. Just like, I think the right combination God, no, of, of color and trim and, and stripes, if you will, really, yeah. uh, really can disguise that a lot. And there's a lot you can do to make it look more mini-like. And, yeah. um, oh, well, and, and thing number one is go down to your local mini parts desk and buy yourself the slatted grill off the Cooper. 
Yeah. If it if it fits because they don't they don't go back and forth between the current models, but they might in that model. But overall, I'm sure that there are th- things that I would definitely uh, like and enjoy about the car when I'm actually living with it in a day to day type situation. Um, hasn't happened yet. We haven't had a lot come through the shop yet, um, but I'm sure they will. Um, I gotta say, um, it's, it's it's growing on me, but I'm still not to the point where I was like, I really want to have one. And I I think the the one thing that has really made me not want to buy it, and I know it's like the most trivial of things, they've moved all of the controls over the door panels. I it left it in the middle. I'll, I'll tell I you really this. Shit. I'll tell you this, and we all I think all experienced this on many Texas states, with the exception of DB cursing every time he tried to unlock the doors. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you, you oh, finally turn up the traction control again. Finally, there's, there's by no the thing in the center. By the yeah. time you get to, by the time you learn it, it becomes like it doesn't bother you anymore. In fact, it's more convenient. The the door locks and the doors are more convenient. The windows over in the door. I've stopped complaining about that, and I've just gotten used to it. Driving right. this car all the time. And what, I got used to it by the end. I mean, it wasn't bothering me at the end. Right. At all. I think after I will, a couple I of weeks. I will tell you, when I get out of my minis and I go to the van, unfortunately, I have to do that. Yeah. I look for the window switches in the center of the I console know. of the van. I was like, Ugh, I still, I still do, I still do it on occasion because I go back you know. and forth between the two on a semi-daily basis on this. Now, I will say this: after driving my R53 and an F56, you know, back to back, over and over, week after week for the last few months, I really, really, really like the comfort of the F56. The car feels huh. expensive and refined yep. and classy. You're 100% right. It feels classy in comparison. It is comfortable and it feels solid. My GP, yeah. I'm sometimes afraid I'm afraid to uh, to pull some things on the GP too hard because, you know, it's 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 mini plastic back then and the new stuff is definitely more solid and that is something DB and I and Alex all said on many takes estates after spending a lot of time with that car, putting, you know, 6,000 miles on it. This thing yeah. feels solid. Nothing broke on the car when we had it, with the exception of the uh, the rear seat headrest, the little yeah. Pl- yeah, yeah, those yeah. little plugs. That's those come off in your hand, stuff. and yeah. they come off in, in everybody's hand if you pull too hard on that. So, uh, But that's the only thing we found that felt cheap on the car. So that being said, Alex, um, I really long for that comfort and that more refined. It's been – I mean, I'm driving a car that's almost nine years old. So – uh, it's going on nine years old, and you really start to feel that. I mean, Nathaniel, you you experienced that with your car that was you know that you're that you're selling right now. It's it gets long in the tooth, and you're like, uh, I like new cars a little bit. I like the comfort of new cars. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I've gone you know in an even even further in that direction, and that my my daily. Well, it's not really a, my weekly driver because I don't drive right. that often anymore, which is part of why the Mini is getting sold. Uh, my weekly driver is an incredibly comfortable vehicle uh, in the the Honda Ridgeline with you know just all of that wheelbase and all of that suspension travel and everything. And you know it's for a, especially for a truck, it handles fantastic because it has a you know, independent rear suspension and, and all the rest of that. But that car is two orders or that truck rather, it's two orders of magnitude more comfortable than my R53 uh, could ever be. Right. Um, but, you know, for two very, very different purposes. It's right. not nearly as much 
fun to drive, not nearly as as engaging. So I mean, it's all a matter of trade-offs. But you know, I would always run run into this when I would get R56 loader cars when my my R53 was being worked on. Is you know, just kind of reveling and God, this is so much more comfortable, mm-hmm. so much more convenient. But then I'd get back in my car and be like, ah, but this is that little bit more fun. It's got more character, and you know, each each successive generation of the car is going to be good in its own way. You know? I agree, and going yeah. th- going yeah. back between um, my JCW GP and the new Cooper, while the new Cooper is peppy and fast, it's got a lot of torque, and it feels fun, it is not fast enough for me, and I finally made the decision, I cannot drive a car that is slower than my GP. I either need to keep it and then buy a car for comfort, or I have to buy something that is as fast and peppy because of the way I drive. I get out of people's way, and it's like, nope, I'm making a decision, and I'm going with it. You're an idiot. You don't know what lane you're going to be in, so I'm going to get around you. And I want the power to do that. I don't like having to wait on other drivers. I'm like, nope, I'm getting out of the way. I'm not going to be a jerk about it, but I'm just, I'm going over here. Bye-bye. I'm gone. And I I agree, totally. So the option would be... uh, either you keep the G, the G, the GP and then you buy an Evoque, yes, or you get rid of the, sell GP. the GP and you get a JCW. Yes, that is correct. And I look look who it is. We have Mr. Bridger. Oh my God, Gabe Bridger, everybody! For those of you who don't who don't know who we're talking about right now, this is Mr. Gabe Bridger, uh, owner, main proprietor, chief editorial guy over at MotoringFile.com. Used to be a regular on the show up until he got rich and famous and started doing graphic production for lingerie models and rock stars once that started he no longer had time for us here underneath the white roof so we see gabe on occasion you know he rolls out and he's got like a cracker he's got a new pretty girl on his arm every time we see him and, and, and we see him for like an hour and then he's like whisked off by like a group of people in a car and then we don't see gabe again for like years and then he pops in because he's not traveling with rock stars and Lingerie models today. Gabe, funny. how are you doing tonight? <laughs> that was funny. I don't know if it's true, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm in. It sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, I'd like to meet that guy. I, let's talk about, let's talk about uh, two things really quick. Number one, DPS a beard. Yeah. Two, let's talk about the the the, the JCW. What's what's the going opinion right now? Um, we, we all were... hate it. <laughs> no, not at all, Gabe. Uh, I think not at all. We like it a lot. We were just going around the horn and. Um, as much as I like it, I think they've finally taken it to the next level where it should be. The irony is, and you missed this at the beginning, it is no faster 0-60 to 60 than my 2006 GP. They are rated identical numbers from BMW at 5.9 seconds. Well, you know why? I, well, yeah, tell me. You know why? Go. Tell because, us why, Gabe. Because Kai Segler said that, that uh, no man... No, the reason why is because uh, the Germans look at it and say... That a a front wheel drive a front wheel drive car cannot be physically any faster than like five point nine seconds. That's it. So no, it's like it physically is not possible, and so therefore that's that's pretty much it. Like you can't have like it's all it's because the problem is traction. Right. That's that's, mm-hmm. that's the that's the factor, you know. So because there's there's no more traction, like. It cannot be any faster than a certain a certain amount. Well, there it is. I so, I can never have a faster car than I have now. <laughs> I mean, but no, but no, like front wheel drive car could be like. I mean, that's sort of you reach the limit of adhesion, if you will. Right, right. But I think it's not about that. Like because your car gets destroyed on the Nurburgring, 
Well, and we it, yeah by twenty seconds, but we claim that most of that is uh, brakes and tires. No, I, tires. And tires. No, as it turns out, a tires lot of it, a lot of it is actually a lot of it is is structural rigidity because and probably weight distribution. The there there are front wheel drive reject. cars. They're front wheel drive cars. The Citroen DS, for instance, that is like thir- forty seconds faster than the GP original. Forty. Yeah. yeah. So if it's forty seconds faster, I could I could be off ten seconds. By the way, yeah, <laughs> it's not just tires. Right, it's it's a lot more than that. You know, it's how it puts the actual, you know, the the speed down. And a lot of that has to do with the rigidity. And so when you think about where the new F fifty six JCW is, it's with an extraordinarily more rigid shell, better brakes, uh, a more an engine with power. That's 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 basically from top to bottom, you know, a, a just well, a lot the, more thorough. The torque curve is suddenly even flatter, have, yeah, because it starts at what twelve hundred eighty yeah. RPMs or something. Right, and suddenly you have a car that has the ability to put down power at, at a much broader range, and so I think that that is, you know, that's where you really get lap time. And I think this new JCW is the very first JCW that we. It, it's the JC we've been waiting for. The very first one we've been we've been looking forward to for a long time. It it is, with the exception of um, I think it would be full on if they had that exhaust, which I think you definitely need to add to this. And um, and our question is is if you buy this JCW and add that JCW exhaust, is that going to add an additional fifteen horsepower? <laughs> no, well, no, they're not going to. So the up. answer is no because the it's all in the software, right? And they basically spend the software within the JCW factory car. Yeah. But, and so the exhaust, free flow, yada yada yada, maybe gives a half horse. I mean, who knows what it gives? It's, it's minimal. It's about the oral pleasure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, so, we have yet to hear the JCW, so I, I don't know how good this car sounds. Um, we'll know next year when you know the videos start coming out and, and uh, more press starts coming for this car. It may sound as good as that other exhaust. I doubt it. I think you're still. Gonna I doubt want, it too. I, I doubt it too. I think you're still going to want to spend the two grand. Yeah. When you think about the um, the exhaust, the JCW, the R56 versus the R56 um, JCW kit. Yeah, I believe the JCW kit sounded sounded louder and more interesting. Chad would probably give like a full, like a better, uh, better opinion on that. But from my memory, it sounded it was definitely louder. And yes. It was like it sounded more interesting to me. Yeah, there was there was more burble, more it 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 seemed like it was a better sound, more aggressive. Yeah, the, the and so, but I think that makes sense. Like if you're gonna like spend the money your own money after the fact it should be more aggressive like it should be more something well and that's what i told alex is what i said you know when you're thinking about this i would avoid the like i would be inclined to get the automatic transmission in this car i i hate to say it i would be oh, no way. i would be inclined to get the automatic transmission but i would sacrifice DB, that i would stick I, with the, uh, are we hearing this right <laughs> i would stick with the manual <laughs> transmission and spend that money yep. the difference on the exhaust so I would still get the manual okay. transmission, but then I would justify it in my head as, oh, I'm going ahead and go ahead and get the exhaust. I yeah. think well, sounds, the automatic transmission is faster, so, I mean, it's a, it it's makes too, sense that Todd, Todd wants the fastest car that he can get, so he's going well, to want the automatic because that one's faster than the manual. Yeah. If I was buying this car and I wanted to save money, I would just buy the car outright and I would get the JCW suspension. 
That's what would matter to me. Full coilover, fully adjustable suspension. That's the way I would go. With, so that you can get rid of that yeah. wheel gap. Yeah. And get rid of that. And not and, and, and really go light on the options, you know, get the get the green, you know, get just be real simple. And that's it. And I will get because it. Because to me, yeah. I think that, that that's, I mean, just, you know, having driven the GP2 car is amazing. And you're talking about a suspension that's based on those principles. Yeah. I could have that in a new, you know, in a new F56. Like, that's 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 the car I want. You know, more steering feel, a little bit more immediate, more power. Now, do you, do you think the brakes are going to be as good as they are on the GP2? You know, I think... <clears throat> I. Logically speaking, like if you just look at the numbers, that you'd say no, it couldn't be because I mean those are those are bigger brakes, right? Right. You know, totally bigger brakes. But I think at the same time, if you look at the weight of the car, well, anyway, in the U.S., it's about it's about a wash. No, you know, it, it's it's interesting. I would suspect no, the GP2 would probably be a little bit better on the track. You would never get to that point unless you really track it, right. and then, you know, right. the brakes heat up. That'd be the that'd be the answer. Well, because I think they've softened up the, and I think all of us who drove the F fifty six Gabe, you'll get to experience this with the once you finally get the company car. That we think they softened up the brakes quite a bit from even the standard. The, oh, they, well, so they did. It wasn't um, so they did. BMW and Mini both did. Uh, starting <clears throat> with different generations, with the F fifty six for other for BMWs, it was you know the generations between uh, twelve and thirteen sort of the changeovers, if you will. And so what they did, because they had a lot of complaints about um, brake dust. Yeah, and so what right. they did is they went to a different pad, a different compound yeah. that eliminated the brake dust. And they're and not quite as touchy the thing as they is, were. What that does is it doesn't change the actual, this is according to the folks at BMW, it doesn't change the performance of the pads, it changes the feel. Yeah. You know, the bite. Right. And because you don't have the bite, it doesn't would- feel... As as that would still kind of be the performance, though, wouldn't it? They say I'm using air quotes here. They say that right, it is 100 percent right. the same. The actual performance that they give is the same. It's it's the sort of the last percent, you know, of feel that's different. Yeah. Right. That's what they say. Right. I'll, I'll say that, that standing on the brakes in the F56 feel like you have to press on them a little bit harder than you did the R56. That's just, I, I would agree. Yeah, that's my my completely um, uh, uh, I thought, my own opinion. I thought getting on the brakes in the F56, you had to get on them harder than I have to in my car. Well, see? So, DB, even, even bigger deal, because I think the brakes in the R56 were really touchy. Um so and and my R53 brakes, the JCW brakes, which technically are the same thing as the uh, R56 brakes. We got too many numbers here. Um, right. They they feel even not quite as touchy as the R56 brakes. Anyway, that right. being said, um, it'll be interesting to see what the what the new JCB brakes have for this. Um, the other thing that uh, what what did we talk about that that is or isn't present here? Um, Gabe, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, the GCW in general. I mean, I think there's a couple things. I mean, I think I think this feels like it's it's sort of in between an M performance car and a real M car. For those for those who understand BMWs and and, and sort of get that, um, 
this isn't a full M car in the fact that it's it's heavier than the standard Mini by 100 pounds, 100 pounds heavier. Right. You know, and, and there's there's good reasons for it. Bigger brakes, more bracing, more cooling for the engine. It's 100 pounds heavier. You know, I mean, it's 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 substantially, you know, more powerful as well. So you've got that. But I mean, to me, when you look at it. BMW sweated the details in the M3 and the M4 to shave off the 100 pounds increase. Right. Here, they didn't. And it's no surprise they can't afford it. You know, they Mini isn't a big enough company at this point to be able to afford that. So instead, you've got a car that is it's 100 pounds heavier, but it's got a t- it's got a lot more power. So the power to weight ratio is dramatically more and ridiculous more and, amount of torque. Yeah, I mean this is the fastest mini. You know, zero to sixty time is if you're a mini fan, it doesn't matter. You know, so it, this is the fastest mini of all time by right, far. Right. And it's not just the fastest. You know, it's it's the most unique JCW in a series production car. The J, you know, the GP is is an outlier. Take that out of it. This is the car that we've been waiting for. I mean, going all the way back, all the way back to the, uh, you know, to the, to the kit cars, the R53. You know, finally they had a factory JCW. Well, it's the same thing as a kit. Then they released it for the the R56. Well, you couldn't even see the difference. I mean, it was wheels. Maybe you could see the brakes, and there's a badge. Okay. You know, it, I mean, you, there was no suspension difference. Well, there actually was a suspension difference, but they wouldn't say it. They didn't even tell you there was. Right. You know, it just wasn't, it didn't, it never felt like a cohesive unit. Well. And then finally, yeah. finally what we have here is a car that has a, a unique suspension. It's it's more aggressive. I mean, the, the ratios are different in the transmission. Everything is different about this car. Now, is it an M car? No. They didn't, you know, ha- have things been replaced by aluminum or carbon fiber? No, they have not. But this is a different car, and and this is finally, I think, where Mini needed to be. I think here is the one thing that they still haven't uh, haven't figured out how to do, okay. and they're trying to do it with unique colors. Trying to do it with chili red, which is exclusive to a JCW, and they're trying to do it with this new green, which none of us have seen yet. And that is, there's nothing visually distinctive about the car, save the JCW badges, that tell you, that alert you, that this is a JCW because you can put a JCW aero kit on any other mini and and make it look like that. So this is similar to, this is similar to BMW, Mercedes and Audi. They have very similar aero kits. The M still have sort of like M sport versus M. Yeah. But the M's all still have that. Audi. The hood's different. S line versus RS. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. There's very subtle differences. the, The difference is there are subtle. I think many is more subtle than it should be. Yeah. No question. But there's a bar across, you know, there's like little subtle details. There's a bar across the grill and the and the top. There's a bar across the. Hey, the uh, S is gone. You, you can rejoice. The S is gone off the grill. <laughs> I know. That's enough to spend four thousand dollars, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, hey, that's what I, I said. You'd say that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's well worth it. No, but I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, this car's got different seats as well. They're more aggressive. Like this is, you know, this is they've done it. I mean, the, the suspension, brakes drivetrain totally different different seats you know like think is about the, it is there or is there not a different turbo in this car is there or is there not a larger turbo there is so they they have been pretty coy with their their details my understanding is it's a different turbo okay 
Um, I, I have not heard if it's larger or not. I, I've heard it's different. Because I know the leaked uh, so information that, that came that out. For what it's yeah, the, the leaked information that came out that was listed, one of the specifications, is a larger turbo. When Mini finally released yeah. a press release, nowhere in there did it say anything about a larger turbo. Yeah, the specification, there's, there's specifications um, within that release on Motor File that actually has more details, but I don't know if I saw anything in there. But regardless, no. um, you know, 231 horsepower. 220, so, 228. No, 31. What? No, it says 238. Uh, 228 is what Mini released today. It's, it's, yes, it's changed. Uh, Mini USA confirmed it was higher. Oh, they oh. did. Okay, well, there so you go. 231. Yeah, because so I... 231 horsepower, and uh, from my understanding, I mean, this is an engine that will ultimately make over 300 horsepower in different guises, including a mini variation down the road with all-wheel drive. So it's I would suspect that those are 231 strong horsepowers. Oh, I I believe that it is, and I believe that the numbers are probably conservative, even the 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 zero to sixty times of five point nine, because I've seen many uh, car companies that tested that test BMWs and Minis uh, all the time and get way faster zero to sixty times than are published. I think uh, BMW is right. traditionally conservative with those numbers, so this car is going to be slightly faster still yet than even it says. And with a little bit oh, of yeah. car boost, so there's, that's good. There's no question in my mind. I, I, I think that's absolutely true. I think it's just going to be good. another scenario where it just it's just you know it's it's got more power and it's faster than we expect. Yep. Well, if they can just do something about that damn front bumper, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I just tell the guys not to look at the front of the car anymore. Just look at it from the side, and you'll be fine. <laughs> you know the the trick is you actually just have to drive this car for about six thousand miles, and you don't care. I think that's true. Inside, DB, like you're the best. That's, that's the smartest thing I've heard all night from anybody. <laughs> Drive the car long enough and you're not going to care about the front because it is so comfortable. You just comfortable. don't care about the front because everything else just over erases the, the fact that the front end looks weird. It really does. And the front end's never going to change. You guys can bitch about the front end being weird all you want. It's but never going to change. It'll, it'll change. Uh, oh, it'll change, but it's probably going to get worse. It'll change. Yeah, but it'll get worse. It's going to grow on you like, like some sort of disease. Like and you're a fungus. Say, it's not that bad anymore. <laughs> yeah, I've, or not. I've grown to it doesn't bug me as much as it did at the at first, and, and I look at it every day. Quality time with a guarantee, or your money back. Well, maybe not your money back, but right. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. I want to go back and I, uh, I want to talk about the story that Alex wanted to talk about, and that was the superhero car strategy clarification. Oh, yeah. Um, which I read it, and I didn't quite understand the gist of the thing because it just seemed to go around in circles, and it didn't make any sense. It's very German. <laughs> okay, that's it. We got our answer. So there you go. So the whole the whole uh, superhero car strategy clarified. It's very German. Well, but I mean, the thing is, it's you know they they want to basically look at this and say we're and they're going to say this to the investors, you know, to the to the analysts. Our superheroes, these these cars, these four or five cars, these are the cars we're going to get quantity on. You know, these are the important cars. And then I think the, the nice thing is that actually gives them the freedom to be able to say, we're going to dabble in this electric roadster. And we're going to sell it. like 5000 a year. 
But this isn't right. our main car. It's an offshoot of this other car. Right. And so it doesn't matter. And and so how is that any different than what Mini's been doing? That's the question. You know? it, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not. It's pretty much the same. Like the, the numbers of models we have at the end is pretty much the same as what we would have, we have, we have now. Well, because we look at the cars that don't sell very well but are still fun to have in the lineup, the Coupe, the Roadster, and the Paceman. Right. I mean, the Paceman is... Right. Yeah. I don't know. What do you Apparently, guys? So the basement's a hot seller in Canada. <laughs> did you guys talk about? Did you guys talk about um, the uh, the the killing of the roadster? The no, coop? no, no. Let's talk about, about it. that yet. Let's talk about it now. Let's talk about it right now. Big deal, huh? Well, <laughs> shocker. So, so basically, the the roadster and the coupe. Now, so various reports, uh, you know. Yada yada yada, but we believe that the roadster and the coupe will be will be phased out at the end of 2015. More specifically, they the last month you'll be able to order bespoke order one of those two cars is May of 2015. That's really coming up quickly. Yeah, so May will be the last month. And those cars will be phased out. Now, granted, we have not heard official uh, confirmation from many, but that's what I've heard. In addition to that, I've heard the Paceman is not that far behind them. Good. Well, that would that would shock me because that would mean that the Paceman not live its full run. Well, neither well, would the Coupe and the Roadster. But the Coupe and the Roadster will be uh, At least very short. Two years. Like two years short. Too short. Yep, yep. Well... Yeah, I guess. Agreed, but I think with the success of this new engine platform, I think the faster they get all of those cars out, and the Countryman is the next to be updated, um, because all of those are still running the old engine, right? So we've got yeah. we got rid of the Clubman; it's gone. Uh, the convertible's got to go, but we know that's going to be. Uh, we've already seen test mules of the convertible floating out there. Yeah, convertible comes out. We, will be uh, shown in Geneva. We know the new Clubman's coming out. We've seen the concept of that, so we know that's that's on the heels here. So if oh. they get rid of the uh, the Paceman, the Coupe, and the Roadster, then hey, the Countryman's the only thing left. Yep. So hey, let's right. bring bring on the Rocket Man and. Uh, <laughs> And yes, bring it on now. You know, and it's really funny is we keep coming back to the Rocket Man, and it was even kind of funny like last week when we were talking to Afshin from um, Petrolicious, and even he said that he thought the Mini was getting too big. Uh huh. You know, but then I, I keep think seeing these cars, and I don't know if any. I mean, a lot, a lot of the enthusiasts they're all about the Rocket Man. They'd be all about having like that IQ sized Mini, but I don't think it would sell well. Because yeah. nobody's buying that size car. You don't see a lot of Chevy Sonics on the road, or you don't see a lot of Toyota IQs on the road. Nobody's buying that size car. I, I mean, granted, those two, cars, those two cars are piles of crap, let's be honest. Okay. But they're still small, and I just don't see people buying them. I, I also think that they're at a price point, though, that most people can, can get something a little nicer because they have a little bit more money to spend, and they're like, okay, there's that car there, and I can actually buy it, but... Oh, I can actually buy this car over here and get a little bit nicer because I have a little bit more money to spend, and they don't have to quite go that cheap, you know. And it's not that it's a cheap car; it's just 
it's inexpensive and they can get something a little bit nicer for just a little bit of more money, you know? So I think that's why we don't see a lot of that car on the, I mean, how many Chevy Cavaliers did they sell in the, you know, a 90s? Ton. A they ton, ton of, those cars. of those cars. But think about when those cars at those price points, there was that, and then it was a huge leap to the next, to the next yeah, uh, right. car. So everyone was like, well, I can't go all the way to that, so this is my car. So you're not seeing a lot of Chevy Sonics because they're like, for a couple dollars more, I can have myself a Focus ST. Well, I see them all the time because rental car companies you know? buy the crap out of them to, to rent. Well, yeah, as, yeah rental car as the economy a story, but I'm talking but, like real people, I own this car. Yeah, no, know? I think finding the, uh, finding the price point and the marketing point for the Rocket Man is what Mini's looking for. If they can finally make that case... To say enough people will buy this, um, then they'll make it. And if they can right. do it at a price point, you know, yeah, right. without yeah. making it an economy car, if you will, because you don't want to really dumb down the brand to the point where you're like, oh, this is the crappy mini. No, no, no. I'd still, I mean, I would still expect it to be a mini, just a proper small mini, like yeah. I like Toyota IQ size, but with all the good parts of it still being a mini, the nice interior and the excellent handling, acceleration, blah 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 blah. I don't I think mean, anybody's correct. ever going to say that, that, hey, this is the crappy Mini. I mean, even the Cooper owners still really take a lot of pride there. Mm. I mean, even well, inside there, the car, you're, they're identical. You're wrong, because every time somebody says Justa, they're saying the crappy Mini. Uh, yeah, but they, no, every time. I don't think so, because... The every ju- time. I, be, I think I so. I disagree with that. And I, I, so. I, I own a Justa, and I think it's actually as fast and as sporty, uh, minus the whole CVT transmission, because it's a pile of shit. <laughs> but I that point notwithstanding, I thoroughly enjoyed driving my Justa or my Cooper or my my fifty as we call it around the shop or the rental like or whatever. Fifty, yeah. Well, I mean, fifty cents is from Detroit, so you know we got That's we what gotta, I'm going to start calling my car. I'm going to start calling it fifty. We, we got to wrap. We throw a D in the fifty. <laughs> but uh, 50. Yeah. So, but uh, regardless of that, the car is awesome mm-hmm. minus the transmission. Yep. And, you know, if it had a if it had a manual on it, I'd be like, I don't know if I really want to finish my S cuz I really like my Cooper. It's great. It revs up good. It's a, it's got a great sound to it. Everyone that drives is like, you know, it doesn't really go anywhere, but it sounds amazing. It's like, well, it's got a $300 exhaust on it. I mean, it, you know, you throw a $300 exhaust on anything, it sounds awesome, you know? That's funny. And this is coming from little yeah. little old 85-year-old ladies that drive automatics, and they're like, it's really peppy, and it, it sounds amazing. Like, she was like, you can hey. see it in her voice that she was really, like, salivating over that exhaust. Speaking of peppy and, and amazing, you know, I'm gonna... I don't think it's a... You know, a Justa or a no. a downgraded model. Type no, of thing, you know? I don't. I don't think it is either. I don't like the term Justa. Um, I like the official mini nomenclature for it is the uh, a Cooper S and a non S. That's what they refer to it at the dealers. It's a non S. Um, right. They're all mini Coopers. And I don't like. And yeah. I don't like when someone says base Cooper either. Yeah, that's because that's not really correct. That's no yeah, fun so either. That I have a problem with. So I'm gonna put a bug I, in. I like- in all anyway. of you guys' ears that are going to Detroit, when you talk to people at Mini, and this is something I've been hearing anecdotal evidence. I have not driven the new five-door yet, but from what I hear, they've tweaked the automatic transmission on this car, and it is especially noticeable in the Cooper. 
um, that it feels peppier for some reason in the new five door. And so if you can remember to ask the people at Mini if they've done any transmission tweaking to 2015. Or software tweaks or whatever. For that. I know the car doesn't weigh much more. It weighs a little bit more. It's a little bit bigger. But uh, have they done anything to kind of maybe eke a little more feel out of that car? So, so I, I want to chime in in regards to uh, the Rocketman again mm-hmm. um, because you guys, most of the points you made are very valid, but they're also made in regards to a U.S. point of view, right? And so uh, I can tell you that if that car would be released in in Europe, I think it would do it would do very very well. Granted, the U.S. is the largest market for me, and that's probably you know uh, the base for uh, for me need to calculate any kind of you know profitability on any new model they would they would release I think this car would sell amazingly well in uh, in Europe mm-hmm. that's an interesting oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure it would sell amazingly well in Europe I don't think I just don't think anybody in the United States wants a car that small except for the enthusiast ones are saying oh my god I would buy that car if it came here yeah, but I don't it's think that. the take rate well, I think the again, take rate on the Rockerman would be low it's that like two seater like yeah. roadster low yeah it's that two seater roadster though that like the, the Miata was made famous because of that um, yeah. the Mazda you know those type of things I think that car would fit that market that's you know, I think it was. I think it would fit that market. I mean, I think it would fit that market too if Mini had Mazda's marketing dollars, and they could sell the coupe and the Roadster like the way Mazda was able to sell the Miata. Mini doesn't have that kind of a marketing budget. They don't have that kind of a backing to get that car out there and get in front of that many people. Not only that, but it's a, the price point on that car is so much higher than the Miata was when it came out and what it is now, even still. Yeah, you know, and the Miata's rear-wheel drive. It's a completely different car. True. I don't know. I think the Rockman's too small, and I, I think it'd have a low take rate like it like the Coupe and the Roadster. But that's just me. I mean, I would I would have that car because I think it's brilliant, but I'd well, also would drive a Cooper Coupe. So. I think what that, if yeah, I think what if that a... car came out as a rear-wheel drive? No, it won't. They yeah. can't make that car rear-wheel drive. It's yeah. not possible. That's not going to That's not going to happen. But I do think that it it does make a it's a tough business case to make for the U.S. the largest market for a smaller car because. And it's not like Mini didn't sell to begin with, but other small cars don't sell that well because you just have a perception that we have. And as long as gas prices stay low, I you know I don't think people are. And we've got that going against us too right now. Yeah, Yeah. my premium now is below three dollars a gallon. Seeing SUVs all over the place, all over again. It is. I saw. I saw a news. It's going to be like two thousand three and two thousand four all over. I saw a news story the other night here locally. They interviewed one of the car dealers. It was like a Chevy dealer, and they talked about how now the gas prices are low. People are going big again. They're going buying SUVs and giant, giant ass trucks. They're they're just yep. flying off the lots because nobody's worried about the price of gas. I think that's and a next summer when gas comes back to four dollars a gallon. People are going to go, oh crap, where's my mini? So, mm-hmm. anyway. what about this, the diesel mini? <laughs> oh, the diesel mini—the one that—it's so funny Way how many pictures, how many pictures popped up on Facebook a couple of weeks oh. ago about diesels showing up at dealers, and it's like, oops. Yeah, there were some um, there were some misbadged minis yes. that landed on the United States shores, and they were Cooper D's. They were F55s, actually. I think that someone thought maybe it would be funny to put the D <laughs> emblem on the boot. <laughs> there was a bunch of them. Like yeah, there was a Philly few. Philly and Florida, I think, right? Yeah, there was a few. Yeah. I saw two or three. Yeah, it was, but it was hilarious. I was like, oh, look at that. There's a D in the United States. And they just somebody just went with the D. That That's being all. said, I, I am a believer that there will be some form of mini diesel in the U.S. Uh, within the next five years. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice. 
<laughs> it would be nice. We'll see. I don't so, know. Anyway. I don't know. All I right. Really we got to wrap this thing. Uh, what else What else you guys got? Anything else? I'm sure there's lots of other stuff, but we got to wrap I'm sure there is. But let me tell you, you guys about Craven. You could go all night long. Yep. We could. Let me remind you guys about one of the other sponsors here underneath the White Roof. Uh, and that, of course, our good friends, our bestest pals in the Pacific Northwest. That, of course, uh, the lads up at Craven Speed. CravenSpeed.com. That is the home of all the really cool custom made out of unobtainium and spun aluminum and (laughs) carbon fiber stuff that you can get for your Mini Cooper. The new F56 intake, which looks amazing. The uh, squeezy thing, which no Mini should be without. I'm just saying that. That's the flex, the flex pod. It's, it's awesome. Uh, the N gauge system, amazing. The short shifter for the R56. The the dipsticks for the R56, R50, R53. OMG, just all of the things at CravenSpeed.com. Once you go over to check it all out. And then remember, it's Christmas. And even if you want to get something nice for yourself, you should place an order while you're there. And then also while you're there and you do place that order, make sure you send them a note. Say thanks for sponsoring White Roof Radio. It's uh, with the help of CravenSpeed and, of course, OutMotoring.com to keep us up and running. Um for you know the last 10 years almost uh good stuff go over there cravenspeed.com and uh, order some nice stuff for yourself or your favorite mini person in your life that would be truly cool cravenspeed.com home of the electric mini boom but i think we're done otherwise aren't we done otherwise yeah i think so let's yeah. say thanks to nathaniel for stopping by we haven't seen him in a oh, dog's age Cheers. Thanks, maybe not a maybe not a dog's age because that's what seven years. So we haven't seen Nathaniel quite a while. He's been super busy with all his other projects. Salesmoto, of course, uh, scooterfile.com. If you haven't checked out scooterfile.com, now's a good time to do that because scooterfile.com is blown up. <laughs> yeah, something like that. On the upswing. Yeah, and uh, I also do motorcycle coverage over at uh, beamerfile.com. That's right. So. Uh, all the motorad stuff. That's all. That's all, Nathaniel, over at beamerfile.com as well. Plus, uh, you poke around, look for that Sal's Moto thing, because it's kind of cool. It's fun stuff. It's fun stuff. You should, especially on the Instagram. Look it up. It's really cool yeah. stuff. Yeah, follow him on the Instagram. Of course, there's the handsome man himself, the good Reverend Chad Miller from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. Don't forget DetroitTune.com for your Christmas mini stuff needs as well. Um, Remember, that's the best place to get a spare tire for your mini. It doesn't matter if you've got the F56 or an R56. Uh, Chad's got them both. Got them both in stock with the special custom-made bags by his mom, and they are grill-approof. Right, Chad? Yes, they are. See, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Go check out the shop over at MotorDetroitTune.com. There's just a ton of stuff. It's it's all the other things that you can't get anywhere else. It's really cool. Go check it out. Was there anything else? Anybody? Alex? Yeah, actually. Alex, yeah. we're gonna. I'm gonna start a new drinking game. I'm gonna start a new drinking game, and the drinking game is gonna be anytime Alex. Anytime no. Alex asks us, ask us if he can ask a question. You're gonna have to take a drink. That's gonna be part of the new drinking game. And you, that's gonna be you're like the it. quickest drunk than any of the other drinking game iterations that we ever. Had. I don't know. Todd's had GP at least 15 times tonight. So. Yeah, yeah. some hammered people in the audience tonight. <laughs> Yeah, you and I didn't laugh very much, so you would have been drunk on Todd's GPs. Yeah, and Alex didn't actually ask if he could ask a question very many times tonight. So this would have been a pretty calm night for the most part. Hey, next week, people know next week's our last show of the year. Oh yeah, next week's our last show of the year. Uh, Alex, who do we have on the show with us next week? We have Patrick George from uh, Jalopnik. Oh, that's right. uh, Mini reporting chief 
Uh, Jalopnik, I think. He's the he's the only uh, the only editor at Jalopnik that uh, actually enjoys the mini, doesn't complain about the mini. Actually, owns a mini. Wait, so so you mean he's the only one at Jalopnik who's ever actually driven a mini? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. He, owns, he owns one. Yeah, I think he owns one. He actually yeah. owns one exactly. And the only one he he's actually driven it, so he can actually speak from experience as opposed to speak like a hater, like all the other Jalops do. who speak from so press releases. Yeah, he speaks from experience. So that'll be fun. We're going to have him on next week. And then next week will be our final show of the 2014 model year. We will be in 2015 with fresh episodes of the World Famous Twilight Radio after uh, Christmas and the New Year holiday. You know what we should do? We should do a, we should do a Google Live. I might do Live. a Christmas show for you guys. No, we should do a Google do a, Live Hangout yeah. for Christmas. Just like a, oh, yeah. like a, just a Hangout, literally, talking about it. Remember that time... When you kill the F fifty six, that was awesome. And we'll do like a we'll do like a regular hangout. We'll let people join us if they want to. Yeah. Broadcast only hangout. Maybe we'll do like a proper hangout. Just let people join in and just come in and say hi. Just I could do that. Yeah, I'll be at my so parents, but I could uh, steal the Wi Fi there. Make absolutely, it could absolutely. do it via cell phone yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that cats maybe, and maybe dogs we'll living on... together. Oh. <laughs> we can plan on doing that. So uh, for those of you who are you know bored at Christmas Day, sometime mid-afternoon-ish. Keep an eye on the White Radio Facebook page. We might When your helicopter start... has crashed and needs recharging. Yeah. Right, yeah. And all of your toys, and you're tired of the children, you need to get away, you need to go sneak, uh, you need to go sneak some adult beverage, get some mommy-slash-daddy time. Egg Come join us what, over at Google+. What? Maybe we'll hang out with you guys. That'd be kind of fun. Right. Yeah. Caramel, frappuccino, pumpkin spice, eggnog. Right? Can we do Google Plus from an iPhone? Can can an iPhone handle Google Plus? Uh, an iPhone can handle Google Plus on Wi-Fi. There we go. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we could try. We'll give that a shot. What? I mean, what else we got going on? I got. I was I'm, gonna say. Uh, my, I don't know what I'm doing on Christmas. I think the, I'm home. Uh, the Google Plus quite uh, conveniently tonight. So yeah, I think I think I'm home alone. So that might not be a that might be a fun thing to do. So watch out for that on Christmas Day. That'll be December 25th here in the United States. Um, and. Uh, it's only Christmas what, in the U.S. <laughs> it's only Christmas in the U.S. I don't know about you other heathens and when you celebrate Christmas, but here in the United States, it's on December 25th. Oh, my gosh. I'm now sorry. that is the funniest thing you've said tonight. <laughs> anyway, gang, we're done for the night. This is the show. This is where I actually end the, the recorded regular program that Todd can edit and put in your iPhone for you. Uh, so this is the part show where I like to make the funny clicky sound. Then I like to say... Questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also uh, email us, feedback at whiteroofradio.com. But until next week, this is DB. I'm done. Cheers. See ya. Good night. A bientôt.